Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And we got a big one planned for you today. Got some Baylor baseball. Baylor's getting ready to play in that, uh, well, that that classic they have right there at Minute Maid in Houston. Everybody involved in this thing, I think uh, I noticed the Longhorns, LSU, Tennessee. I mean, everybody's ranked in this thing. Some big-time schools involved. The Aggies, you would think the, they'd have the Aggies involved. But I was looking at the... Uh, the list of schools, and of course, University of Texas is number one in the country right now, and so everybody except the Bears is ranked, and that gives the Baylor a great opportunity to come right out and uh, get some big wins and 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 build on what they kind of started against Duke the other day. So, for five o'clock today, book it, Trey Richardson, who can play a little bit of everywhere, but uh, has um, I think last year split his time between second and shortstop, and uh, they uh, he's really slick fielder from Kingwood, Texas. It is Trey Richardson, very good player for the Bears, and he'll be joining us coming up at uh, 5 o'clock. And then at 520, what a treat, we have uh, Rick Goose Goslin, and Rick is a very famous uh, draft expert, he had a lot of fun stories over the years at the Combine. The Combine's going on right now in Indianapolis. In fact, today, I believe the wide receivers were doing their thing. And, you know, not everybody, of course, sometimes people wait till their pro day to do the 40. Some people want to do it there. Some people, you know, just feel like it's a competitive thing to do. So Tyquan Thornton is uh, involved in, in the uh, Combine. And a reminder that Baylor has seven players in the uh, in the NFL Combine. The other thing that um, Rick did recently that I really enjoyed, he put the all-time he put the all-time uh, NFL greats from Baylor on a team. Okay, the safeties, the cornerbacks. So basically, and of course the Hall of Famer is of that group would have been Mike Singletary, Pro Football Hall of Famer. But when you start going uh, based on Baylor players that went on to have really good NFL careers, it's it's really interesting. Santana Dotson, of course, is on there. In fact, I might not say it all because I might use this for the Schmaltzes trivia contest coming up. So be thinking about the, the best all-time Baylor Bears. And I, I think today the one I want to do – uh, the trivia, it's going to be for our older audience. Now, of course, our younger audience can look this up real quick. But the trivia question I'm thinking about asking is, uh, it's like one of the all-time great, be thinking, all-time great Baylor quarterbacks. 
and this will tie in to the, uh, the this this team that Rick Gosselin put together, which was the all-time greatest Baylor players, and, and he came up with a Baylor player at every position, and like at cornerback, Cedric Mack, Gary Green, of course, it, you know, some of the safeties. Man, there were some. There were even some throwback names that I didn't totally recognize. And I've been, watch, you know, covering Baylor and, and just rooting for Baylor all my life. But there were a few on there I didn't recognize. Now, I would have liked to have seen Richard Truck Stevens, of course, who played for the Eagles, played in the late 60s for uh, Coach Bridgers at Baylor. Would have liked to have seen him involved on here uh, on this uh, team but uh, it, it was a good team that they put together and some great representation and we'll talk to uh, Rick Goose Goslin who put that team together for Sports Illustrated and that'll be at 5:20 today so jam packed day in fact we'll uh, get to hear from Scott Drew coming up at 4:20 his uh, exclusive interview with Tom Barfield, part of that game time program. And so uh, Scott uh, Scott does that every other week, and always good to have Scott. And so we'll hear Tom and uh, Coach Drew, and that'll happen at 420. I, I think I saw where Coach has a uh, new book coming out. I think he's going to put it on the shiplap people, the, uh, you know, the, I don't know what they do around town. You know, the uh, they got the flea market downtown. Anyway, they have a book imprint. And um, that's a pretty cool deal, and and I think I think that's what Scott's using for this new uh, this new book that he put out, and so that'll be that'll be cool. And of course, as the uh, as as we get on into the uh, after the Bears have a go at repeating this national title, we'll try to talk to Scott about all this. I uh, I noticed um, Aaron that <laughs> you know I I've um, kind of been approached about writing books over the years and had some opportunities. And so I, I kind of, you know, thought, well, I might, maybe I'll write a book with Scott at some point. Maybe I'll still do that. But I thought usually if you write a book with some, with someone, whoever, you know, basically either the, the co-author, it says like Scott drew with Don Yeager in this case, Don Yeager used to be at sports illustrated. He cranks out a book every couple of months, writes a ton of books. And I saw the cover for this new Scott Drew book, and I think it's called Joy. I have to, uh, Joy there's some, is in the title, and that's the, uh, that's the big you know, rally cry for the Baylor team. But um, it didn't have the author's name on the front. It just said Scott Drew, and then it had something about the, um, oh, the, the, you know, the folks that do all the rehab the houses and stuff. It had them on the front. I don't even think this guy who wrote it, Got his name on the cover, Aaron. I mean, don't you feel like if you wrote the book, you'd want your name somewhere <laughs> on the on the cover? But I don't even think that's the case. But uh, Scott will do this. To, I think this is. I was I was having trouble following all this. I think this is through. Sometimes these Harper Collins and some of these book publishers, it goes through all these different imprints. But I think it sort of it has to do with like a Christian uh, imprint in nashville now we have family members that used to be a part of lifeway in nashville but this is different so again it, it's it's all it, like harper collins and some of these big book publishers have like christian 
um, type imprints that they use. And I cannot remember uh, the one this is tied into. But, uh, uh, Aaron, I don't know if you read spiritual books, but I think this is going to be a spiritual uh, kind of about Scott and everything. But Scott is a very spiritual man, is very uh, genuine with his faith. And so there'll be a lot of that. It'll be a lot about uh, kind of his walk and his faith is going to be a huge part of this. I think there's some people, Aaron, like you, and maybe a little bit like me, who kind of want the inside scoop, you know, on the on the basketball. Let's talk some hoops. And I, maybe a little bit of that in there, but I think this is going to be kind of a worship experience. So, uh, Aaron, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a look when it when it comes out, and we'll give uh, we'll uh, we'll let Scott come on and and promote his book as he goes on probably what will be a whirlwind book tour. Um, it is the Matt Mosley show. It is ESPN Central Texas, and a very very uh, busy day today. Now, Aaron, you had uh, well, sadly, we kind of lost you there for a couple of days. And I think uh, you, you've given me the authorization to let everybody know what was going on. You had a little sports hernia. And, and, and of course, I say little. Uh, who knows? I mean, I, I think that's a relatively small area. Um, I would think, Aaron, you have to really play a lot of big-time sports to get a sports hernia situation. <laughs> but I don't know if that's necessarily the case with you. Uh, Aaron had to uh, go under the knife and um, – uh, sounded pretty. Aaron said it was pretty minor, and as I said to him, it's always minor when it's uh, when it's you know if it's somebody else. When it's with you, it feels pretty major. And so uh, Aaron is back on his feet now. Had a couple of days off, had the surgery, and then one day after that, Aaron, will we be able to detect any loopiness today? Are you uh, you got some pain meds in your system? No, I'm gonna uh, wait till after the show. I'll just kind of. Tough it out until then, but uh, no, it's I'm not never, too bad. It's never I, me. Yeah. It's not too bad, but yeah, no, it was not any uh, elite athleticism that caused this. It was being almost fifty and trying to uh, work out like I'm still in my early twenties. Is what caused this. Yeah. So, well, I thought you were just a power walker type guy, like to get the the dog on a walk or get out there and enjoy oh, the I weather do. and go on long walks. I didn't know you were doing anything that strenuous. Do you? Do you lift weights from time to time? Do you mix in other things beside the uh, neighborhood walks? Yeah, I lift. Uh, and I, when I say lift, I don't. I don't want to act like I'm throwing throwing around hundreds of pounds of weights. But I do weight training twice a week, and then I'll walk Ooh. four days a week and take a day off. But wow, I en- I enjoy I enjoy it. I actually enjoy doing both, which I never ever in my life thought I would say. But it I, I really do. I'm like I'll be glad to get healed up. That way I can get back to it. My goodness, all that uh, all that weightlifting kind of reminds me of something I saw today. And glad you're okay, Aaron. You're sounding good. You're sounding strong. Garrett Ross did a nice job filling in, and and uh, Garrett, um, Aaron is only we could we put we threw Garrett right into the fire with some interesting stuff the other day, <laughs> the other day, and uh, we had a good time with it though. And and so Garrett did a nice job filling in. <clears throat> I saw this. Um, this highlight of some weightlifting that was going on with the Baylor football team. And Aaron, I don't know if you saw this today. Did you I did. see Gary Bohannon? Oh no, I haven't saw. I haven't seen his. I've seen a. Uh, I've seen a couple of of uh, Jackson player doing squats of like oh. six hundred pounds or something like that. 
Well, uh, yeah, I'm sure, but and it's probably more than that because right. The what they showed the quarterback of the Bears, Gary Bohannon doing today, and I'll double check to make sure I've got this right. I think it was 611 pounds. Oh wow. He was squatting that. And I I first of all I'm thinking is that do you really need your quarterback squatting? I mean, I'm I'm glad he's strong and all that stuff, but and you know, good to see the guys maxing out. And I don't want to, you know, Vic Valorio will hear me on here doubting him on something, and and he'll he'll come after me. This is a very strong and and intimidating man. But I don't know if I want my quarterback um, squatting over six hundred pounds. That's that's a little worrisome to me. But uh, I saw it with my own eyes. At Gary Bohannon, over 600 pounds, he was squatting. Now, let's do the um, the schmaltzes, one of my favorite sandwiches in the country. I love it so much. I like the lunch meats they put on it. I like the salami. I like uh, Aaron likes it. Apparently, Brian Reeder uh today had his first you know uh aaron bryan up mm-hmm. there kind of a producer engineer he does a little bit of everything for yeah, he does uh imaging also, and he also does mornings on uh our sister station 104.9 104.9 brian's really capable of doing a lot of things um and but he uh he went to schmaltz's he for whatever reason had never discovered the beauty of schmaltz's mm-hmm. and uh, apparently loved it just great, love the meat, love the way they put cheese on there, and then those uh, that artisan bread they like to use, really, really good stuff. And then Nelson Rue is going to be a part of our Big 12 tournament coverage. Aaron, you might have heard about this. We have okay. <clears throat> our our uh, our sponsors are always unbelievable, but sometimes they even you know I'm just like dang, and I we've got like 14 sponsors that are a part of this trip, sending me to, and, and of course, John Morris, although John catches the ride with Baylor. So I, I guess, Aaron, it took uh, it took quite a few sponsors to get me, because you know what I like to do, my nightlife, um, all the things. I like to stay at five-star uh, hotels. So we did have to bring in a lot of sponsors. But this is pretty awesome. Uh, and uh, appreciate uh, kudos to our sales staff. And it's going to be a great trip, and I cannot wait to be doing some uh, some Big 12 tournament. Okay, now here's the trivia question, though. I'm going back and forth on what I like, what I want to do. Um, one of these year, one of those years, Baylor got beat in the Big 12. All right, I'll tell you this: we're going to we're going to keep it to Big 12 tournament related because I remember these these days. This was the mid-80s to late-80s, probably about 87 or 88. And Baylor ended up getting to, this. I guess this would have been post-Haller, so that probably would have been Gene Iba. Baylor ended up getting to a couple of Southwest Conference title games. Southwest Conference title games. Uh, Southwest Conference tournament title games, I should say. And, boy, the Southwest Conference Tournament, it used to be at Reunion Arena. It was the greatest thing going. All right. Here's all you have to do. Name one of the teams they played in one of those uh, championship games. Name one of the SWC teams 
that Baylor played, and I'll help you out a little bit more. One of the teams they ended up playing in one of those championship games, uh, Conference Championship games, was the the last seed in the SWC tournament. Meaning, you know, whatever team, how many teams there were, let's say nine teams at that point, they were the ninth seed. And they played Baylor in the SWC tournament championship game. All right, if you've got the answer to that and you want to win two free sandwiches to Schmaltz's, you come by the station, we'll have the two uh, the two coupons waiting for you. Nelson Rue likes to listen to this, by the way, on Thursday. So, Nelson, shout out to you because Nelson's going to be a part of our huge coverage of the Big 12 tournament. Who who did Baylor play in those SWC uh, uh, tournament championship games? The correct answer, uh, text in to 254-662-1660. Again, that's 254-662-1660. All right, Aaron. How are we looking? Anybody? Are we uh, are we off to a good start? Are they are they starting to fire away? I would think somebody's going to get this one because it, this is '80s Baylor basketball, and, and I know two of the teams. And Aaron, just so you know, the um, I'll give you a little hint so you'll know what we're talking about. That, well, I, that oh, okay. You know I know the one of them because I was okay. there. But um. oh, okay, nice. All right. Well, the other one. Did the one you know uh, have, like, a dog for a mascot? No. The one I knew... uh, Has a pony. Yeah, bought Trans Ams. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm being very helpful with these hints. So it's 254-662-1660. If you can name one of the teams, and sadly, Baylor lost both of those games in the SWC tournament championship games, you win two free sandwiches. It's 254-662-1660. Aaron, any correct answers yet? Nothing? I'm not sure on one. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to... Wait, one, I've given you both of them. I've I given you both answers. I, 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 the first one, I'm not sure. I didn't the dog? Hear. No, I gave you a hint. That, did I'm, they I'm guess... I'm just blanking. Did, I'm not. That's okay. Did they guess? I'm talking about Reveille. I'm talking about. Oh, a, I got a, you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Um, first answer. Okay. We do have a winner. The first one was incorrect, though. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Do we have a name for our winner or do we want to announce it later? I will get it. It's just a phone okay. number right now, though. Gotcha. Gotcha. That is our Schmaltz's trivia question. And by the way, uh, they played SMU. One year in the championship, SMU had, oh, my gosh, they were loaded. I think that was Butch Moore, Eric Cato, Longino, Cato Carl Williams. McKinney. No, Cato Armstrong. Cato Armstrong, you're thinking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were, they were, they were loaded. And uh, that was post-CONCAC. Carl Wright and CONCAC were earlier in the 80s. And they were great, too, about 82, 1981, 82 or 83. And then I'm talking about, like, 86, 87, I mean, they were loaded. That's Cato and all those guys. They were so, so good. I still see Cato sometimes, and he's put on a little weight, but I saw him playing uh, at age whatever he would be, 50-something. Well, I saw him when he was like 47 or 48, oh. and he still I, – I knew immediately it was Cato. Our winner he, is uh, Joe oh. Spark. Joe Spark. Congratulations, Joe. And which one did Joe guess? SMU. Okay. The other one I was mentioning, they lost to A&M 
when A&M was like the last place team. And that would have been, I'm trying to think of Shelby, when Shelby's last year was. Whoever was Coach A&M, it could have been Shelby still, but it was Winston Kreit was on that team for A&M. And they were not that good, but Winston Kreit was really, really good. And, in fact, he uh, he went on to play in the NBA, and A&M won that championship, and I'm pretty sure they beat Baylor in that championship game. All right, that is our Schmaltz's trivia question. Always love everyone who plays. Thank you for playing and um uh, all the guesses always come flying in. We appreciate it. We are very excited to next week bring you our Big 12 tournament coverage. In fact, I've uh, I've got the media hotel all lined up. I've already kind of lined up where I want to do everything from. I mean, you know, J-Mo and I will be on the scene. John Morris show at 3. The Matt Mosley show uh, at uh, at four o'clock, four so three to six every day. We'll be doing it right there from Kansas City, and the good news is, Aaron, I was able to secure both the men's and women's um, uh, credentials. So I will be. Uh, in fact, I texted over to let Baylor know I was going to be there. They don't. They don't seem to be that excited. I didn't hear anything back, but I've let them know that I will be covering both the men and women and so it'll be uh, it'll be strenuous it'll be tough Aaron but somebody has to do it all right and I'm just the person for that uh, we appreciate everybody our unbelievable sponsors for making this possible and of course on every Thursday we recognize uh, Shorty's Pizza Shack uh, as well as Central National Bank our presenting sponsors love uh, what Shorty's does and Shorty's is a great uh, supportive of ours and a great supporter of Baylor Athletics. They were the ones that were supplying the pizza for the lock-in the other night that Scott Drew, I, I just happened to see some of the TV highlights of it, and Scott Drew and Nikki Collin were passing it out, and that, of course, was Shorty's Pizza Shack, longtime uh, sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show. All right, ESPN Central Texas, we continue on. It is time to hear our exclusive Interview via Tom Barfield of Scott Drew. That's next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy skies tonight with low temperatures falling to around 53 degrees. Tomorrow, it'll be partly sunny, meaning a lot more clouds and sunshine. Highs top out at a mild 76. And on Saturday, mostly cloudy skies with a 20% chance of an afternoon shower and a high of 79. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show tonight from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris. Join us tonight and hear from softball coach Glenn Moore and men's basketball coach Scott Drew. That's tonight beginning at 6. That's tonight at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's in Waco and right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. 
Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an art support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor Baseball got the shutout last night of Rice on the road and win 9 to nothing. Big 12 basketball last night, Oklahoma State beat Iowa State 53-36. In the Big 12 tonight, TCU is at number 6 Kansas. MCC basketball gets into tournament play in the region tournament in Lubbock facing New Mexico Military Institute in the first game today. The girls basketball state tournament gets underway today in San Antonio with the 1, 3, and 5A semifinals getting underway. Dallas Stars improved to 30-20-3 on the season with a 4-3 victory over the Kings last night. Dallas Mavericks in action tonight hosting Golden State. Tip is at 7-30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Chris Beard comes down, he's shaking hands with Coach Drew. Bears inbound. You can drop the curtain on the Irwin Center with a Baylor win tonight here in Austin. Bears win over the Longhorns for the 12th time in the last 13 meetings. Final score, Baylor 68, Texas 61. There he was, 
John Morris, Voice of the Bears. The other night, we were there for it in uh, in Austin at the Irwin Center, and that's how they shut the place down with a big Baylor win, 68-61. And then, of course, uh, Saturday is going to be Iowa State. I got a chance to have a share at least of the Big 12 uh, regular season title, and it'll be off to Kansas City to play. How... How hard is Baylor going to try to win that uh, tournament? You never know. I mean, it's not the the biggest priority. The biggest priority is always the tournament, and it's a good thing because they won a national title last year. But they like using the um, the tournament as kind of a tune-up and to get them going. So they have had really good runs. I'm just saying I don't think they drop everything or I, they're not going to sacrifice anything. Um, whether that be players' health or anything, to try to get a Big 12 title. But we'll be there in case they do, we'll t- to monitor it all. Uh, it is uh, time to listen to what has become a weekly situation with, um, well, sort of bi-weekly, with Tom Barfield talking to the head coach of the Baylor Bears, Scott Drew. Here is that interview. We're joined now by Baylor basketball coach Scott Drew. Coach, let's uh, let's go back and talk about Monday night, uh, another big Monday, both literally and figuratively. Uh, you go to Austin, and and obviously they got a lot of things going on with the Urban Center, but your your basketball team again found a way to go on the road and get it done. Just just talk a little bit about being so good this year on the road. Well, I think uh, that starts with our uh, uh, upperclassmen and doing a great job making sure it's a business trip, make sure uh, everybody's uh, uh, um, locked in. And at the end of the day, uh, uh, on the court, when the crowd's uh, uh, at their loudest, having the composure um, and execution to be able to do what we need to do to get a win. So um, the upperclassmen deserve a lot of credit for that. And then um, I think uh, our schedules help prepare our younger guys and, and our first-year guys. Um, you look at it, uh, the battle for Atlantis, uh, uh, playing at Oregon, um, Villanova, um, just all that builds. You play at Alabama, um, and and eventually it doesn't make it easy to win on the road, but you're more used to how tough it is on the road to win. And I was going to ask, over the does one year help the next year? I mean, over the last three seasons, you're 21 and five in conference play on the road. And I was just looking at this year's conference schedule. You're seven and two, but the rest of the league is 23 and 51. That just that just goes that just illustrates just how hard it is to win away from your building. Well, and, and why it's so hard is you look at most of the places we play, and I think everywhere everywhere we play just had a sellout. And you look at our environment the other day with College Game Day and how loud the Ferrell Center was. I mean, it's hard to go on the road in a packed house and a loud crowd and and be able to execute and be composed and withstand runs and get a win. And I, and I think last year, especially without uh, having crowds in a limited capacity, it's made people even more that much more excited to come to games this year. And it, it, it that that's why uh, it is always hard to win on the road is the fans affect games. And I thought last year uh, it, it, more times than not, the better team won because the fans aren't involved 
um, or 10% capacity or whatever, uh, 20%, 5%. Um, but this year, packed houses definitely give the home teams advantages. So just speaks to the, the, the team and how well they've been able to execute. And um, from one year to the other year, the experience that you gain and can pass on to uh, younger players is, 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 is something that's been key and paramount for our success too. And, and you said something the other day that, that kind of stuck with me. It's the fact that in the second half of games on the road, you have a better opportunity to communicate with your team because on the offensive end, they're right in front of the bench. No question. Um, defensively, you have a better chance first half to communicate. So first half, your defense is a little better. Second half, your offense is a little better. Um, so uh, uh, at the end of the day, um, both both teams have the same uh, challenges. And that's why, uh, uh, again, our uh, student section sitting right by their bench has a big effect on uh, uh, visiting teams. Talk about Flo Thamba for us for a couple of minutes. Uh, his minutes are up. His offensive production is up. His defense is, is solid. And his fouls are down. All of this coming after after the injury to, to Jonathan. Well, and, and you look at it with, uh, I mean, Flo and John, uh, both of them uh, very good players. And some games Flo was a little better. Some games John was a little better. But with both of them, it allowed him to be a little more aggressive and uh, run a little harder because you had a sub and you knew you were coming out. Um, Flo has done a great job uh, uh, with extended minutes, staying out of trouble, foul trouble, like you said, showing his hands, using his chest. Um, he's really finished well. Um, but but the, but the biggest and uh, uh, greatest thing that uh, uh, Flo has been able to do is with John out, uh, continue to uh, give us that rebounding presence. And, and Flo was actually better um, rebounding offensively per minute. John was better defensive. Uh, and, and both of them are such good friends. I think Flo's really taken it uh, uh, to heart. Hey, I want to I want to represent not only myself and help the team, but also I want to do it to help John. So, um, but Flo's been tremendous. That's interesting. So it, it's almost personal to him, isn't it? Well, and, and he knows that uh, uh, it, it, it's such a physical league, the Big 12, and there's so many good players. Um, everything starts in the middle, and you've got to be able to rebound to have success. And um, uh, Flo's uh, definitely uh, uh, stepped up his game. And uh, he's really what, what I've been really proud about is uh, his finishing ability. He's really uh, done a great job making some tough catches, and he's finished uh, uh, at, at a higher rate, which is great. Saturday, you uh, you finish up with Iowa State. The ability uh, – the uh, it, it, well, let's just get to it. Is L.J. Cryer going to be available to you, or, or do you know at this point? Well, we, we've listed him uh, a game-time decision, and, and uh, unless David Kay changes that, that's what it'll, it'll, it'll stay. And uh, um, at some point um, – People want to know because uh, uh, I know Fran mentioned um, he doesn't uh, necessarily think he'll be back, and really that's 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 something that uh, only God and uh, LJ know because if he wakes up and and his foot feels fine, LJ's a competitor and a winner, and he'll be out there. If he doesn't wake up and his foot's not fine, he won't be. So um, it, it really is a matter of healing time, and um, nobody knows exactly when that, how long that takes. It will take uh, um, 
to actually allow him to play uh, or not play. As as you go into this final game on Saturday, your club at twenty five and five, thirteen and four in the Big Twelve, uh, sitting in in first place. I, I was just curious uh, when it comes to the Big Twelve tournament. I know that if you're going on the floor, you're going on the floor to win. But what is what is your your thought process when it comes to Kansas City and the big picture for your basketball team? Well, for, first, uh, um, as you know, uh, coaches uh, preach to their players one game at a time. So Saturday is a huge game. It's a, a senior day, and at the same time, um, our last home game. And uh, uh, I just in, uh, uh, encourage uh, anyone that has an opportunity to come out and support the guys. Uh, again, if you like winning, uh, you play a direct part in it. So uh, uh, you've been uh, 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 huge throughout this year, and hopefully we can have a great uh, uh, attendance and uh, a loud arena, and, and we can give you a lot to cheer for on Saturday. And um, that's for First and foremost, now we go to the Big Big 12 tournament. Um, it, it, obviously, in Kansas City, um, it's a big. It's it's uh, they do a great job with the tournament. Uh, at the same time, it is a big advantage for Kansas, Kansas State, and Iowa State um, because every time they play, basically the arena is sold out for their for their teams and. Um, Texas is the only school from the South that's been able to win it. So that is that is uh, uh, a tough thing to do. We've been in the championship several times, uh, come up short. Uh, and that is a, a bucket list item for me to win the Big 12 tournament. So at some point, hopefully we can. Um, but uh, it's, it's, it's a great tournament um, because uh, you're playing teams for the third time. And if you've won twice or been swept twice, that gives you a lot of motivation because it's very hard to beat teams three times. And at the same time, everybody knows everybody's personnel and plays so well. Um, uh, really, it becomes uh, a player's tournament. And players got to make plays because a lot of the easy buckets aren't there because uh, you're so well scouted and you know each other so well. You're going to love me now because I'm going to take you even further down the road. Let's talk just briefly about the NCAA tournament. And I'm curious, is it seed or is it region that's the most important thing to you? Wow. Uh, um, you know, coaches, we want it all, so I'll say both. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, this year you have a real unique opportunity with Fort Worth and with Houston in play. And um, I'm sorry, San Antonio. So um, if you could if you could have uh, uh, an opportunity to stay in the state and be able to, to play in front of your fans, that is a big advantage. So uh, um, because if you're a higher seed, and I remember the one year we were a higher seed, but we played, what was it, 60 miles from Yale? And that was a, a, a Yale home game. That was really hard. So it's much better to have your own fans. Uh, and then if you can be a higher seed, um, as we know, parity is what makes college basketball college basketball. And you look at last Saturday, um, basically the whole top top ten lost, uh, except for us and Duke. So uh, that, that's why March Madness is March Madness. So uh, the numbers, sometimes you look and someone's a five seed and someone's a 12 seed, and you think that's a big difference. And uh, I think over the last, I don't know how many years, it's probably a 50-50 split. So um, uh, you, you got to be ready each and every night. Hey, Coach, thanks. Uh, best of luck, and uh, we, we appreciate your time today.
Thank you, and thank you, Baylor fans, for all the support this year. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Baylor Baseball in Houston this weekend for the Shriners Hospitals for Children College Classic. The Bears play in the Shriners College Classic this weekend in Houston. Games Friday at 11 versus UCLA, Saturday at 3 versus Tennessee, and Sunday at 7 versus LSU. Coach Rod and the Bears in the Shriners Hospitals for Children College Classic this weekend here on ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. In the market for a quality metal building, since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder-Eppers, and Stacey Sakura. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extraco Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Baylor Baseball got the shutout last night of Rice on the road and win 9 to nothing. Big 12 basketball last night, Oklahoma State beat Iowa State 53-36. In the Big 12 tonight, TCU is at number 6 Kansas. MCC basketball gets into tournament play in the region tournament in Lubbock facing New Mexico Military Institute in the first game today. The girls' basketball state tournament gets underway today in San Antonio with the 1, 3, and 5A semifinals getting underway. Dallas Stars improved to 30-20-3 on the season with a 4-3 victory over the Kings last night. Dallas Mavericks in action tonight hosting Golden State. Tip is at 7-30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. It is time for some Campus Confidential. We talk some college football. 
Got a lot of college basketball going on. Got the uh, combine happening in Indianapolis. Tyquan Thornton doing his thing today. The wide receivers. This is always a fun week. Baylor's got a ton of players there. And so it's a, it's a great time to be talking about the combine and NFL futures of, the, uh, of the, some of these Baylor Bears. Okay, it is uh, now time to turn things over to Aaron Sexton as we do Campus Confidential. We will start off with the NFL Combine. It is hands down, pun intended, the most digested, critiqued, and eyebrow-raising number attached to NFL quarterback prospects every year. And when it came to former Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett, he turned out to have very small hands. We talked that it may be a problem when he refused to have his hands measured before the Combine. Well, his right hand was measured at 8.5 inches. That would be the smallest of any quarterback currently in the NFL that title is currently held by Taysom Hill, whose hands were measured at eight and three quarters inches, eight and three quarter inches uh, leading up to the 2017 draft. Pickett, who won the, was a Heisman Trophy finalist, won the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award last year, is seen as a potential first round pick entering the combine. He's the number one quarterback on Mel Kuyper's big board, number two quarterback behind Liberty's Malik Willis on Todd McShay's Scout Inc. rankings. So, uh, We'll see if having small hands could cost him potentially a lot of money, depending on where he gets drafted. Now, I, I saw that it was, and I saw how they did this, like on a white sheet of paper or something, because I saw some of the ESPN hosts kind of having fun with this. And Aaron, I don't know if you and I probably have the the biggest hands in America. Um, I, you know, pretty good sized feet. The hands, the hands. I don't know if I would win any of these. Uh, these awards but it is a little bit of a concern for nfl quarterbacks now have there been any good small-handed quarterbacks you bet you bet now you measure the size of a hand at these uh combine from pinky to thumb i think you got to spread it out and there's a there's a, a a way they do this now pick it the number i saw aaron was like eight and a half mm-hmm. inches is that right? Eight yes. and a half, okay, on the measurement. Can you tell us, like, what a, a large hand is? Are, are, are there nine-inch hands or nine and a half? I just kind of want some perspective on how small a hands these are. Absolutely. Um, the average hand size for 39 quarterbacks taken in the first round from 2008 to 2020, the average size is nine and seven-tenths inches. So... Um, about a, about an inch and a quarter uh, longer than Kenny Pickett's hands. Uh, in reviewing records from the Combine since the move to Indianapolis in 1987, Jeff Blake, Michael Vick, and Cliff Kingsbury also had their hands measured at eight and a half inches at the Combine to give you some perspective. As far as quarterbacks with large hands, Seattle's Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay, obviously, and uh, Buffalo's Josh Allen, all me- had hands that measured over 10 inches. Whoa, so that gives whoa, you a little perspective. Hands. Yeah. Yeah, now that's interesting what you say. I, I would think it matters in cold weather. And we can kind of laugh about it and go, oh, he's got little hands and all that stuff. I don't think in a, in a normal weather type situation. But one of the reasons, whether it be Brady, whether it be Josh Allen, who you just mentioned, um, there are certain players that are built for very cold weather. And, and Josh Allen's one of them. I think having large hands help. For instance, Troy Aikman was greatness, and he's in the Hall of Fame. 
Troy Aikman, more than most quarterbacks, could not stand a wet football. Now, does that mean he had small hands? No. It just meant that it, he seemed to be a little more impacted than other quarterbacks when it came to trying to throw a, a football that had any rain, a wet situation, bothered him. So we'll uh, we'll see if this uh, holds Kenny Pickett back. But, um, Aaron, I'll tell you what, what do you think you would come in? You think you would have eight inch or eight and a half? Oh, what no. Do you, what do you think you no, would come in? I, I, I don't know, but uh, Kenny Pickett has bigger hands than I do. I'm pretty you sure. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, so we should. I don't have funny. tiny hands, but I don't have large hands. Yeah, I don't know. I, I tell you what, I'm gonna next time I'm, uh, I'm gonna, next time I'm around <laughs> you, I'm gonna check those hands and see what I think about that. But uh, I may measure uh, tonight and, and do that yeah. tomorrow during camp. Good, good. Yeah, I'd like some. Uh, I'd like to get the measurables on Aaron Sexton, the uh, the uh, the fine producer of this particular program. All right, Aaron, what else do we have today? Real quickly, one more note on that. The last time this came up at the Combine was with Joe Burrow two years ago. His hands measured nine inches, and he joked on Twitter that he was considering retirement after I was informed the football will be slipping out of my tiny hands. Quote, he ended up obviously going number one in the draft and leading the Bengals to the Super Bowl this year. Texas A&M wide receiver Demond Demas was arrested on family assault and violence charges after allegedly injuring his girlfriend over the weekend. According to the affidavit, he allegedly initiated a verbal argument with her before it escalated into physical altercation with Demas pushing her head against head into a wall. She told officers she then bit him on his shoulder, at which point he grabbed her and threw her off the bed onto the floor, which uh, caused her front teeth to go through her bottom lip. Oh, no. Yeah, it's not a, it's a, yeah. pretty, pretty nasty situation. Uh, he yeah, was arrested to, in, uh, bring the room down on this story. Right, released on $5,000 bond okay. on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, he was the number 47 recruit in the ESPN 300 from the class of 2020 and has been suspended by the university and is not currently with the football program. Yeah, while I, I bet not. While I bet not. Uh, why would he be with the foot? Yeah, <laughs> they got him out of there. He's probably out of the university. He's, uh, he's probably got nothing to do with A&M right now. And just to add something, this is just right before we came on the air today that I saw in addition to some of the details you just shared is that I guess at this initial hearing, the father of the, um, of the female involved uh, the, uh, who is accusing of this domestic violence charge, uh, Damon uh, Demas, I believe you called him, the, uh, the father went after and attacked the uh, Aggie wide receiver at the hearing. So this oh, wow. uh, things yeah have continued to escalate and I think the mom was involved as well and uh, you know when you some some happens to your little girl um, that uh, you think somebody's uh, doing something like this uh, I can kind of understand the anger and, and what would uh, what would take place but uh, yes I I did see that happening in the courtroom where the hearing took place today on that particular story. All right, Aaron, what else do you have? Let's get away from uh, domestic violence, please. Georgetown men's basketball coach Patrick Ewing got the public show of support. I was going to say oh, dreaded. Yeah. Uh, from uh, athletic director Lee Reed, hours before the team extended its school record losing streak on Wednesday uh, to 19 games after acknowledging yeah. the, quote, disappointment of a difficult season. Reed went on to say in his statement, in this ever-evolving landscape of college athletics, we are committed to Coach Ewing, and we are working with him to evaluate every aspect of the men's yeah. basketball program. 
All right. This was a Garrett brought this one up yesterday uh, while you were recovering from your surgery, mm-hmm. and I'll just say, Georgetown basketball for for, for now is not even on my radar anymore, Aaron. They're, they're just an embarrassment. And as I told Garrett yesterday, this is when you decide to bring back the former superstar. You know, every time a, a, you know, the, uh, a, a program is down on its luck, there's this thought, well, what if we brought back one of the greatest we ever had? And the greatest player in the history of Georgetown basketball was obviously Patrick Ewing. This is a joke. Clyde Drexler, I love Clyde, Clyde Drexler, but they brought him back at, at Houston. It was a joke. All right, he lasted two seasons. He, he won barely any games. And it'll end for the guy in Memphis, Penny Hardaway. It's a joke when you try to do this. Hardaway's at least had some pretty good recruits, but he's sort of on edge, and he blew up at the media earlier this year. I, I, it, Aaron, you might be able to think of something off the top of your head. I cannot think of one time the former superstar NBA player. Now, I'm not saying, you know, like Fred Hoiberg was a great player at Iowa State, and he went back there and had some success. I'm not saying that can't happen. Um, uh, our, our buddy, uh, uh, the Bear, Huggy, Huggins, Bob Huggins, had a great career playing at West Virginia, and he's had great success coaching there. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the guy who goes on to huge NBA success. It almost never works. Same thing with Chris Mullen at St. John. So, uh, yes, yes, that uh, Georgetown is horrific this season. And, Aaron, we will not pay any attention to Georgetown until they fire Patrick Ewing and and move on down the road. Absolutely. I was going to go over the terrible (laughs) stats from his tenure, but that was already done yesterday. Like you said, they are terrible and – for that program, they've been historically bad under Patrick Ewing. So, and and while you, as you said, I can't think of one where uh, a true superstar returned as a coach and it worked out for the school. Yeah, I don't think it happens. Okay, you got one more in you. We I got, do. We got just a little more time. Okay, hit me with it. I was Caitlin Clark in South Carolina. Zia Cook are headline names for a new initiative from H and R Block called a Fair Shot, which will provide. One million in sponsorship and support for women's college athletics. It was announced two days ago uh, by H&R Block. The program seeks to address inequities for women who are working to capitalize on name, image, and likeness opportunities. Currently, 67.4% of the compensation for NIL deals is going to men compared to 32.6 for the women. So a million dollars in this one. Uh, by H&R Block for various uh, women's at, women athletes. All right, all right, good deal. Um, I'm uh, all for it, and that Rice is, for whatever reason, every, one, every couple of years, Iowa has some amazing uh, female college, uh, basketball player. Uh, it was Megan Gustafsson a few years ago, and then it's now Caitlin Rice, as you said it. Iowa does a good job uh, with their women's basketball. I'll just remind everybody, Megan Gustafsson, I heard, or Gustafsson, yeah, whatever. Um, I heard all about her forever, and then they played uh, Kim and Baylor a few years ago, <laughs> and and the Bears put them in a headlock, had them down about like thirty at halftime. Uh, they they were not able to stay on the court with what we then called the Lady Bears. We now call them Baylor women's basketball, and um, the women have a huge game Sunday. I might add, 
and uh, the the uh, Nikki Collin and this Baylor women's team can go ahead and clinch the outright Big 12 women's title. And that game is against Texas Tech. That's Sunday. I know students are about to go on spring break. If you are a citizen of Central Texas and you have access to tickets, we may even give some tickets away. I'd love to get some people some tickets and get them in there. The, um, the, the Baylor women need you on Sunday afternoon. That's a 2 o'clock start. Go to church and then head right out to the Ferrell Center. Or even if you skip church, go to the Ferrell Center. All right? I don't want to encourage anybody to skip, though. There's a lot of good things to be learned right there in the church house. All right, we're about to hear from one of Baylor's best baseball players. That is next. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women close the regular season Sunday in the Farrell Center hosting Texas Tech. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 2 p.m. tip-off Sunday for the Bears and the Lady Raiders. This season, join Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm for Baylor women's basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254 710 With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8. At ASCO, we don't spend time getting ready, we are ready. That's what it means when we say we're on it. We're on it with dedicated service and support, rentals, sales, and delivery. We're on it with Case Construction Equipment, equipment that's powerful, efficient, and dependable. Case Equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. Keep up with Baylor Softball on ESPN Central Texas. The Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, along with UBI Products and Republic Gun Club, are hosting a benefit fundraiser for Detective Michael Hutchinson on March 19th at the base at Extraco Event Center. Detective Hutchinson, a second-generation McLennan County law enforcement veteran, was diagnosed with a grade 4 glioblastoma and aggressive brain cancer. This benefit will help the family with medical expenses. Sponsorships are now available at Facebook. Team Michael Hutchinson. Tax season brings a lot of uncertainty for everyone, but especially for investors. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. We can help you navigate the complexities of tax laws and build a financial portfolio that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. 
from the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Baylor Baseball in Houston at Minute Maid, the place they call the Juice Box, and uh, Trey Richardson uh, joining us now, man that can really play anywhere you need him, shortstop, second base, makes a lot of plays up the middle. I mean, my gosh, you can throw him out the outfield, he'd cover a ton of ground. Trey, good to uh, good to have you on with us. How is... Uh, how is it being near your hometown, uh, getting ready for a uh, a huge uh, showcase event? Uh, you know, it's it's really exciting. Um, I think a lot of the guys uh, we kind of had this marked down. This is like really the big uh, weekend that we've been looking forward to. And uh, individually for me, I mean, get to be back, like you said earlier, close to my hometown. Uh, you know, came a few a uh, few years ago during the COVID year and was hurt so I didn't get to play so this is my first time being able to play and at a minute made it's really just a dream come true all right I was looking at some of the BP get some videos that are or some pictures that were being sent out from the Baylor baseball uh Twitter handle what how was uh how was that I mean you kind of almost have to get in there I mean it's not like you haven't seen games in there but um to to be able to get in there and and, and take some swings and and move around out there, filled some balls. What was the uh, what was that like? Did it feel pretty? Uh, did you feel pretty comfortable in there? Uh, you know, I yeah, that's one of the biggest things is just going to a visiting ballpark in general. I mean, it's one of those things where you actually just kind of got to get a feel of you know where the balls are coming into the batter's eye when you're at the plate or on the field. How you're going to get your reads depend on the way the ball moves on the field. So. That was really the biggest thing that, you know, I was paying attention to was that obviously it's a little different visitor's ballpark because it's, you know, where the Astros play and that's pretty cool. But uh biggest thing for me was just trying to, you know, trying to look past that and try to lock into why I was there, which was, you know, we're here on a business trip. So, uh, you know, taking BP and doing everything like that, it was, I took it as kind of just doing it the way that I would if it was uh, any other visiting ballpark. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Did y'all get to play in the Rangers' new park last year? There was one. It seemed like there was a. Oh no, actually, it was it was it was that the tournament y'all played at A and M. I'm trying to think the one y'all had last year because it wasn't the uh, Shriners. Yeah, we went to uh, last year. We went to Round Rock. We went to That's Round it. Rock. Last Round year. Rock. Mm-hmm. And then and so um, yeah, we didn't yeah. play in the Rangers field. Yeah, that's it. Round Rock was what I was thinking about because uh, that was a cool showcase as well. But this Minute Maid gets a lot of attention. And uh, yeah. has anybody ever – do you remember as a kid when Baylor – Cali, you would have been in like sixth or seventh grade. They won with a walk-off at this, this same event. Um, I, I want to say it was against A&M. And it, yeah. it might have been a yeah. walk-off grand slam. Do you remember something about that? Yeah, uh, uh, Tucker, he was the one that hit the walk-off. I remember uh, watching the game on TV because they play all the – they play – or at least then, 
they would play all the games on the local broadcast, like the Astros. So I wasn't at the game physically, but uh, I was. I remember watching the game on TV. They, they were playing A and M, and he hit the ball uh, in the left center field. And then obviously we get reminded of it all the time because um, we have the uh, before each game uh, at Baylor Ballpark, they play the you know pregame montage, and one of his his walk off home run is one of the highlights in the pregame montage. So see it all the time. But yeah, whenever he hit it, I was watching the game on TV back at home. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Pretty fun memory. Mm. Talking to Trey Richardson, plays infield uh, for the Baylor Bears. What uh, what what are you seeing so far this season? Y'all uh, uh, obviously it didn't start the way you wanted, but then Duke. I mean, the great thing about the schedule is you get to play some top twenty-five programs. So you either you either get exposed or you can do really well and kind of turn things around quickly. So it's some great opportunities. What what did you kind of learn going from the Maryland series? To the Duke series, uh, obviously a top 25 program where y'all played better and, and won that series. In your mind, what was the biggest difference in that in that series? Um, really the big thing was uh, just reminding ourselves that it's a really long season. And, I mean, although, you know, we would like to have not dropped uh, the Maryland series, I mean, by that Sunday game after it ended, there was nothing we could have done. Uh, we, like, in terms of going back and changing the scores or whatever. So, I mean, it happened. It is what it is. But like I said, it's a it's a long season, and we had the mentality that you know we knew if we went out there and won one game, then our season would start you know sort of kind of rolling in the right direction. And uh, went went out last week and beat HBU in a midweek, and then won two out of three against Duke, and then beat Rice last night in a midweek. So uh, we really just kind of just trying to understand that you know it's a long season, but. Uh, with that being said, you know, we have a tougher schedule, and we know we have a tougher schedule. I mean, uh, right off the bat, I mean, our first two weekends, we played two regional teams. Uh, now they're both nationally ranked. And uh, this weekend, we play, you know, three more really good, really quality opponents. So uh, just understanding that, you know, you can't really hang your head too long on stuff because baseball is a game of short memory. And so uh, just not hang your head on, you know, whenever you're down and, you know, whenever things are going good, you don't want to be caught up on uh, just how good everything is. Just trying to, you know, keep moving forward uh, regardless of win or loss. But, I mean, obviously we're going out there and trying to win, you know, every game that we can, playing the best of our ability. But uh, like I said before, it's a it's a game of short, me- of short memory. And so, uh, you know, after the Maryland series, it was really just, you know, let's get one out of the way and, we'll see this thing rolling and uh you know now we're we're in we're at 500 right now going into a really good weekend yeah it's going to be a lot of fun talking to trey richardson on the matt mosley show espn central texas trey do you you've obviously shown you can play short you can play second um you can kind of move around would it be would you enjoy or do you kind of favor being able to lock in one place all season or do you kind of do you enjoy kind of the versatility that it takes to to move around a little bit? Um, I love I love the versatility because uh, to me it just uh, you know it proves that you know along with you know being able to play at a high level at each position it also proves that you know I want to go out there and I want to win each game I can for uh, the team and you know whether that's me being at second, short, uh, third, outfield, wherever I'm going to give you the best and. Uh, that's uh that that's really big because it, it kind of you know I've always been the type of person to take out the you know the eye and the individual stuff and not really pay too much attention to that because I mean once you get caught up in that not only are you know a bad teammate but 
you know, it can also fog up your mind while you're playing because, uh, you know, baseball, you, you struggle more times you succeed. And so, you know, if I'm struggling at some point, then, you know, that could take me out and, you know, not have me there mentally. So uh, really just, you know, trying to go out there and win as many ball games and put my team in the best position as I can, as we can to win. Uh, that's the biggest thing for me. So in terms of the versatility, I mean, I, I, I love it. I thrive off of uh, playing in versatility and just coming out of my comfort zone and just going out there and going and playing. Yeah, I mean, you've got that build for uh, if you if you play at the next level, I I, I kind of you look like a second baseman. You know, you just have that. You, you that's kind of what you project, at least in my mind, major league. But who knows? I mean, you know, you you love playing shortstop uh, as well. This is going to be a lot of fun. The Shriners uh, Classic, uh, Shriners Children's Classic. What was that luncheon like today, uh, Trey? Were you kind of able to to get a feel for kind of what? Uh, you know the money being raised and and what this whole uh, what this whole showcase is about beyond just some great baseball. Um, so we didn't have the luncheon today. Uh, it was a our coach had gone to it. Um, oh, he I got you. Spoke to it. But uh, the two years ago, uh, the last time that we came here uh, pre-COVID, we had the luncheon, and uh, obviously earlier before the season started, we had a Christian come out to our ballpark and. You know, it was really cool to uh, see, you know, why we're doing this. And, you know, obviously, you know, we're going out and playing. We're going out and, you know, we want to win. But at the end of the day, it's for it's for these kids and it's for, you know, the Shriners um, organization and trying to, you know, help bring more attention to them. And uh, I love that because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it, it teaches us personally not to be take anything that we have for granted and, you know, just understanding, but it's also, I mean, when Christian came out to the ballpark, it was just amazing to see, you know, his, his smile and his eyes light up and, you know, he was, he was really happy to be out there. And uh, I lost him when he was like, you know, you guys are my favorite team. I was like, I was like, dude, that's awesome. Like, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's really cool that someone like that looks up to us. And uh, like I said before, it really makes you just, uh, you know, never take anything for granted and be really grateful for what you, what you have. But uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool idea, and they've been doing it for a while here, and um, it's it's really cool to see you know what Shriners is uh, doing and accomplishing. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a fun thing to watch out there, and it's really cool. So Christian is a a little kid who had been at Shriners Hospital. What what kind of age are we talking, Trey? Um, he was about uh, six years old. Oh wow! All right, yeah, yeah, and y'all got to be well. How cool is that to get to hear that Baylor's his favorite team and that kind of thing? And you're right that put that gives you a sense of perspective. Now, growing up in Kingwood, I assume you were a big Astros fan. Although on your Twitter timeline, I see some Cowboys stuff crop up from here and there. Are you a uh, were you a Texans fan, or uh, or did you did you uh, do you have a little room in your fandom for for the Cowboys? So I tell people this a lot because it always confuses them. So I'm a, I'm a huge Astros fan, a huge Rockets fan. But um, I uh, I was born in uh, Oklahoma, uh, lived in Oklahoma uh. for about three years and then moved down uh, to Houston after that. But um, I have a lot of family in the Oklahoma, Dallas area. And so uh, that's where the that's where the Cowboys ties comes to it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always like, you know, uh, some sort of conversation. It's like, you know, so how do you root for – Cowboys if you're an Astros and Rockets fan I always explain the same thing but uh you know me personally I mean I'm I've always been a diehard Cowboys fan uh it's just 
something that, you know, me and my family, we've always just, we've always just been born or been Cowboys fans. But, uh, you know, I also, you know, I, I would rather root for the Cowboys and root for the Texans right now. So, uh, I've got that going for me a little bit, but yeah, I'm a huge Astros fan as well. Uh, I grew up coming to games all the time. Um, I've actually, uh, I've actually been able to speak to, I actually see him a little bit over the off season sometimes, but been able to speak to, uh, Michael Bourne, who was the center fielder around the time that, you know, I was watching baseball. So, uh, been able to talk to him and, you know, just interact with, uh, players that I grew up watching and grew up, uh, loving the game from, uh, it's, it's pretty cool, but, yeah, I was a Nationals fan from the from the bad times yeah. to the World Series championship to now. So uh, that's always been that's always been my claim. I saw Alex Bregman retweeting something one of your teammates did. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. I, that was like back in February, and and I don't know if that was I can't remember if that. Well, oh, that was that was Pinedo, wasn't it? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, had like a hit streak or uh, on uh-huh. base streak. It was like seven games or so, and yeah. Bregman retweeted out. Uh, Bregman's also from uh, Pineda's from Albuquerque, and so Bregman and Pineda they they kind of known each other uh, for a minute. So it was uh, it was real cool. It was real cool that he tweeted out to him. All right. Well, I what do you think this lineup? By the way, I mean you've it's it's been fascinating because you you can hit anywhere. You've got some pop. Um, you know, Jared can hit leadoff. He can hit two. I mean, it, I I would say I know it doesn't always go like you want it to, like that early that first weekend. But my gosh. From that first seven hitters, um, this is a very versatile lineup. How how much confidence, uh, even early in this season, based on kind of some of the really good things that happened last year, do you have in this lineup? Uh, I've I've all the confidence in the world. I mean, you know, it's it's really big, and especially in college uh, sports in general, it's really big to return athletes uh, and return starters. And uh, that's that's something that, you know, we've been able to do only losing really Andy and Davion last year. And so um, <clears throat> having uh, having, you know, as many starters as we have coming back is it's really it's really nice because, you know, you understand uh, what your role is, where you fall in the lineup and everything. And you also, you know, you know what everybody's capable of. And so, you know, whenever we do struggle like we did the first weekend or so, it's like, you know, you're not really panicking. You're just like, you know, it's it's a long season and we've got time mm-hmm. to turn this around. Um, so that that's really that's really great to have, you know, that type of lineup. But um, you know, it's 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 awesome that we have as many people as we do returning because, like I said before, like everybody in our lineup is talented and everybody in our lineup uh, really just goes up there with a the mindset of just trying to fight and you know have good at bats and pass the bat back. And that's really you know what baseball is just you know fighting and getting and passing the bat back. And so. Uh, that's our mentality. Every it was last year, uh, moved it over to this year, and so you know the best games that we played this year and the best games we played last year, we've had that mentality. And uh, when we can play that brand of baseball, there's no one that can beat us. Yeah, y'all are pick fifth, and in this conference, that's honestly a, a pretty big compliment. And I think you know, I think you could do better than that, honestly. But uh, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. By the way, Cade Currington in your lineup uh, from my uh, he's from my hometown. From Coffin, yeah, Texas, yeah. yeah, and uh, his uh, his grandfather was our veterinarian, Doctor Urso. So uh, we, uh, I every time I have Coach Rodriguez on, I I have to ask him about Cade. I wore him out trying to get him to put Cade in the lineup more last season. So, uh, <laughs> but Cade Cade can hit it. So I think uh, it seems yeah. like he's been in there quite a bit this year. So anyway, yeah. if uh, 
Yeah, people from uh, it's it's a little it's not rare to see somebody from Kingwood play the Division One level. It is rare to see someone from my hometown, Trey. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're yeah. we're excited yeah. about that. Kaufman. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The Kaufman Lions, who are playing mm-hmm. for a regional championship in basketball tomorrow night, I might add. Well, uh, Trey, it was fun talking to you, and uh, continued success. We'll be watching. Uh, this thing gets going, and like you said, it's fourth, fifth, and sixth, uh, three days in a row, some major uh, battles uh, taking place. I think Tennessee's involved. I saw University of Texas is there. Uh, it is yeah. uh, the number one team of the country. I think I looked, it was like 1-13, LSU's there, they're, they're top. So this is one of those deals that um, the great thing about it is, boy, if you can win a couple of games in this series, it's going to give you a tremendous amount of confidence uh, uh, moving forward but uh well trey thanks a lot great to visit with you yeah thank you thank you for having me you bet there he goes trey richardson kingwood texas the young man uh 2020 came out of kingwood didn't even finish his um uh, didn't even go to the prom he just said i'm ready to go to college and they threw him right in the lineup he played in 10 games during that uh, pandemic shortened season 2020 he came right out of kingwood high school and the next year he was a starter i think he started 20 games at shortstop and maybe 23 or 24 games at second base. But uh, Trey Richardson, great guy and and a great member of that uh, Baylor baseball team. All right, it's the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And now we have a treat for you, a Hall of Fame NFL journalist. And my old colleague from the morning news, it is Rick Goose Goslin. This man covered probably about the first 25 to 30 combines NFL Combines. He'll uh, he'll talk to us next. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes touching on Baylor men's and women's basketball. It's straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. After my first car accident, I feared the biggest damage would be to my wallet. I expected a mountain of bills and a long, drawn-out process. But my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent was there when I needed her and helped me get back on my feet and in my car in no time. Instead of a hassle, I got reassurance and a quick recovery. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfvinsurance.com to find an agent who's there when you need them most. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now, doing his part in preparing champions for life, here's the voice of the Bears. And welcome back. Today, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mac Rhodes, beginning with Baylor men's and women's basketball, already assured of at least a co-championship in the Big 12 for the regular season. Yeah, it. Uh, the last, you know, four days, five days have been really special for, for both programs. You think about... You know, the women uh, this past Saturday beating Kansas here at home, really tough Kansas 
team. And then that short turnaround, having to get on a plane and, and go to Iowa State and play in front of 10,000 and, and maybe maybe play their best game of the, of the year and, and clinch a share of the, of the Big 12 title. And, and now an opportunity on Sunday at, at 2 o'clock versus Texas Tech to, to win it outright. And uh, men's basketball ditto, you know, college game day. And, um, man, thank you to all of our fans. Uh, the Farrell Center was rocking. Uh, that's, that's the loudest I've, I've ever heard it. And uh, I think, you know, the way we started, uh, I think, I think our, our fans played a huge role of helping our team get, get back in it and, and, and winning. And then, again, the short turnaround and uh, closing out uh, the Irwin Center in, in Austin uh, with, uh, with a W, spectacular. And, uh, you know, again, an opportunity to, to uh, clinch it at, uh, at minimum uh, a share and, and uh, against Iowa State on, on Saturday at 5 o'clock. So uh, really proud of, of both programs and uh, – Nikki, Nikki, uh, what a great job this this season, and Scott just continues to do a great job. How about baseball? They're in Houston this weekend, and softball has a doubleheader at home on Saturday. Yeah, Houston, uh, the Shriners uh, Children's College Classic at uh, at at Minute Maid, and you know what a what a great field. Uh, UCLA number twenty three, uh, Tennessee number seventeen, and then. Uh, number seven LSU, and then softball uh, doubleheader noon on Saturday versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi, and then all of our other spring sports. It uh, we got all kinds of things going on, and you know this this past Sunday, Acrobats and Tumbling beating uh, Oregon, uh, a really great great Oregon team, and so um, A&T just continues to roll. Thanks, Mac, and that's our time for today. More tomorrow on our next Baylor Sports Beat. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy skies tonight with low temperatures falling to around 53 degrees. Tomorrow, it'll be partly sunny, meaning a lot more clouds and sunshine. Highs top out at a mild 76. And on Saturday, mostly cloudy skies with a 20% chance of an afternoon shower and a high of 79. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check Check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. This is ESPN Central Texas. 
ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weintz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Baylor Baseball got the shutout last night of Rice on the road and win 9 to nothing. Big 12 basketball last night. Oklahoma State beat Iowa State 53-36. In the Big 12 tonight, TCU is at number 6, Kansas. MCC basketball gets into tournament play in the region tournament in Lubbock facing New Mexico Military Institute in the first game today. The girls basketball state tournament gets underway today in San Antonio with the 1, 3, and 5A semifinals getting underway. Dallas Stars improved to 30-20-3 on the season with a 4-3 victory over the Kings last night. Dallas Mavericks in action tonight hosting Golden State. Tip is at 7-30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas on a Thursday. Thanks for our uh, Central National Bank. They provide our beautiful graphics that we have. And uh, Rick Goose Goslin, McCann Award winner in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Great friend of mine at the Dallas Morning News. And we have a nice picture of, uh, of, of Goose that we're going to put up uh, here in a little while. But uh, Rick, I always think of you this time of year when everybody gathers there in Indy for the NFL Combine, uh, you uh, you covered a few of these over the years. Can you remember your first Combine, and did that occur a- after you were already at the morning news? I'm trying to remember when the Combine actually uh, started, but uh, I would imagine if you weren't at the first one, you got there pretty quickly. Yeah, I, I covered the Chiefs in Kansas City, but I didn't start going to the Combines until uh, Dave Smith made me the NFL columnist at the Morning News in 1992. So that would have been my first one. And I was All one right. of, I think I think I was one of eight reporters there. And we were kind of <laughs> on our own. There was, no, there, was no, there was nobody credentialing us. There was no NFL PR person to shag interviews for us. It was just... Us on our own, standing in the lobby of the Holiday Inn Express, uh, hoping to catch a player here and there or a coach here and there in the dead of winter. <laughs> what? What? So you weren't even really allowed access to watch the workouts, the workout no. aspect of the combine. You just had to kind of no. visit with people and learn what the scouts were seeing. Yeah, we had heard they, they come out. You know, players come out, and you know, you, you get word that this guy ran a four three eight or something. You know, you, it was all word of mouth. 
There was no NFL network. There was no, like I said, there was no NFL people there to give you times. You you had to generate that stuff, you know, with a friendly scout or a GM that you knew, you know, he may give you some times. Um, and that's kind of how you figured out who did well at the company, who ran fast and who lifted a lot of weights and things like that. But it was <laughs> – it was very unorganized. <laughs> A.W. And then by the time you it got revved up um, and it was over at Lucas Oil Field and everything was going on and they would let a few of us, I don't think I was ever picked. Right. You probably got to do it. Uh, you got to go in and actually watch some of the workouts. And, of course, now it's televised and everything. And I would imagine at its highest point, pandemic may have knocked down some of the numbers. But, uh, Rick, what was it, like 100, probably like 800 uh, members of the media or something like that. I mean, it was a, it, it, it turned into a, a, an enormous event. Yeah. Last one I did, I think was 2014. I'd been a columnist for two years, three years. And I think we were over a thousand then. I think now, um, well, pre pandemic. And now I think they're, they're close to 2000 media members now. And, you know, every team, sends the video crew and their, their internet people and they send their PR guy and their head coach and general manager generally speak at the podium. There was no podium back in 1992. Matter of fact, they, they, they try to run us out. They would, they would take the furniture out of the, out of the lobby and they would turn the heat off and did whatever <laughs> they could to get rid of us. We were, we were a dogged bunch, myself and Jeff Legwald and John Clayton, uh, Len Pasquale. We were a dogged bunch back then. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that. Those are some big. Those are some big time names. I can hear you just talking to Dave Smith, telling Dave that was a time when the morning news still tried to get to everything, and um, but but I, I would imagine you had to educate Dave Smith on why you should be at this event, and um, and then Not obviously, really. you, oh okay, Not you're really. saying <laughs> Dave back back then, and you know back then when. Uh, the morning news was rolling. It was you yeah. go wherever you got to go, wow. and don't worry about the cost. Yeah, so I would. I would generally go to the combine. I was there for eight days. I turned the lights on. I shut the lights off. <laughs> and I, I what I, what I did. My, the biggest benefit for me because we weren't inside. I would line up lunches, breakfast, lunches, and dinners with coaches and GMs, and and get get a lot of information there. Um, you know, and, and I'm talking about I had, I was probably hooking up with people from 12 different teams for for those meals. You know, might have a beer with one at night or something. It was, it was. Uh, I really enjoyed it before it became an event because you, you had a free reign. You know, and you could you could get people. And now it's so restricted. They they bring guys in for interviews, and you may get them for five minutes, and then they move on. You know, back then we pull a guy out and and we could get them. You know, you could sit. I remember talking to Jeremiah Trotter uh, out of Stephen F. Austin. I was the only guy I was talking to him, and I spent a half an hour with him. You know, in a in a corner of the uh, of the, the lobby of the, the Holiday Inn Express. But now you're lucky. You know, there if you get a player, there's probably forty people around. You mm-hmm. can hardly get a question in. You know, back yeah. then they had 334 players, and my goal was to talk to as many as I possibly could. And I would I would be there to ask a question or two. Uh, I think the most I ever got was 254. You know, I had done my homework. I knew how to talk to. And a lot of times I'd be asking for people that uh, that that no one knew or no one heard of. And I remember the, the classic one is I asked to talk to uh, Tony Romo, and they brought him out. And I, I got a guy from Detroit News to come with me, 
he's an Uzi. Tony Romo's what, what? What's his story? I said, well, he won the Peyton Award. So Tony Romo, he talked to two people at the combine, <laughs> me and a guy I dragged along for, for the ride. <laughs> the exclusive, and, and, uh, and then, of course, the rest is history. Rick Goslin talking about the combine and, um, and, and so many of these years. And I, I remember being in a couple of these things with you, watching you in action. You had that notebook, and you had even before you got there, you had amassed uh, a lot of materials on almost every player invited. You know, from our audience, the Baylor flagship, pretty amazing this year, um, uh, Goose, seven uh, Baylor Bears uh, are in the combine. I think that's always a good sign of the health of a of a D one program. And even when Art had it rolling a few years ago, um, there there was never anything close. Baylor's had some great NFL players, as we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, I, I I think that has to be a record for Baylor players. Seven Baylor players invited to the combine. So that's pretty heady stuff for the Bears. Yeah, there there are some schools get two and three and four and five is a good number, but seven is a really good number. Now it's not the fourteen that Alabama sends, but no, Alabama sends their backups, <laughs> backups <laughs> and deep snappers. Yeah, but the Alabama's a, that's really your number one draft pick there. But yeah, seven is a great number for a school. Do you remember being there? Some of the great combine stories involved guys like Mike Mamula. Who um, who ended up getting taken probably way too high based on having an, an unbelievable combine? Do you remember sort of what people were saying about him, and then what he did at the combine? Because that was back when, if a guy did something like that, it changed yeah. the entire narrative around him. And, uh, and and obviously, I think looking back, I guess it was the Eagles, wasn't it? They would. Uh, yeah. I think we would all agree that he probably went. Uh, uh, a couple of rounds too early. Yeah, most teams set up their draft board. It was a preliminary draft board before the combine. And Mike Mamula wasn't in the first round for anybody. But then here's an edge rusher who ran a 4-4-3, and that shot him right up in the middle of the first round because the, the, the draft is all about, first round is all about the measurables. Height, weight, speed. You know, if you fit the prototype, you're going to get drafted high. And that's why the second round is always my favorite round because people stop worrying about if he, is he too big or too small. You know, they just look for football players. So a guy like Mike Singletary goes in the second round. Mike Singletary, of course, Hall of Fame player, first-round talent, but because he wasn't that tall, he went in the second round. Uh, Thurman Thomas had a bum knee. He went in the second round. Jack Ham was the second round. You know, Montana went in the third round. But I always thought the best round of the draft second because you can get a really good football player in the second round. Talking to uh, Rick Goslin about his memories of the combine. I also love this thing you did for Sports Illustrated where you put an all-time Baylor NFL team together. And, um, in fact, I just right before we were coming on the air, I, I noticed that you uh, you updated. You made an update to it. So I was scouring yeah, sure. to see if I could figure out uh, – what you may have changed, but the Bears over the years, and, and most good programs certainly can put some great teams together, but this is a very impressive, especially I love it when you mix some of these newer modern-day players with some of the old players, and, and you, you mean some of our old-timers who listen to us, names like Jim Ray Smith. I mean, that was an right. unbelievable player, and for years I would still see Jim Ray Smith sitting up at uh, Bent Tree Country Club, 
you know, hanging out with his buddies. And uh, and I, I remember telling somebody, I was like, wait, is that Jim Ray Smith over there? They're like, yeah, he's over there hanging out with his friends at Bent Tree. And um, I, so this was, uh, um, I, I don't know how often you do this, Goose, but I really loved looking at this team. I've done, uh, I started about five years ago. I've done like oh, 30, 35 of these teams. Okay. And I got uh, I got Baylor this week. I think I got Oregon coming up. But uh, it's a lot of fun. You, you, you go back and you dig out players that, that people have forgotten. Jim Ray Smith is probably a Hall of Fame player. He doesn't have the bust yet, but he five Pro Bowls, nine seasons. He's you know, maybe the best blocker for, for Jim Brown with all those rushing titles. You know, I think he's a Hall of Fame caliber player. The other guy on this list that shocks me that the guy's not in the Hall of Fame is Del Shocker, wide receiver, member of the 1960s All-Decking team, averaged better than 18 yards a catch, went to five Pro Bowls. I mean, there was there, there are a lot of really good players on this list. And I'll tell you, if you read the, the story with it, the secondary is absolutely loaded. Yeah, you have Thomas Everett and Ray Crockett on your second team. You know, Hank Greminger won three championships with the Packers. He's on the second team. Just a lot of great defensive backs come out of Blair. So if I'm looking for a defensive back, I'm definitely stopping by Baylor. Yeah. And yeah, they got two good ones this year, in fact. They got two good ones this year. Yeah, I, I don't even think uh, – you're right. Petrie's great. And JT Woods is, is great. You mentioned those in the story, but I, I don't even see – uh, on the corner, I mean, like on this safety thing, we think of Thomas Everett. Thomas Everett was one of the great Baylor Bears of all time, and he won a Super Bowl ring. I guess he was with the Steelers and the Cowboys. Might have, might have had a couple of Super Bowls now that I think about it. But um, he didn't even make the uh, all-time safety. Goose, it's funny because it sounds like your name, Goose Gonsulin. I, I didn't even, I mean, I you know how much I, I, I'm a Baylor guy and, and know my Baylor history. I, this was not a player that I was all that familiar with, uh, but that's a guy that was unbelievable in the AFL back in the day. Yeah, 46 career interceptions. He, he's a guy that should be discussed as a Hall of Famer. Five Pro Bowls. Uh, he had 11 picks in his first year in the AFL. The AFL players got a bad deal uh, in the 1960s. You know, If you made all decade for the NFL, you're in the Hall of Fame. 20 of the 22 NFL players that made all decade are in the Hall of Fame. I think it's only seven of the 22 on the AFC, AFL team that made it. Gonson is one of the guys that should have been discussed at some point, and I'm hoping at some point down the road here we can resurrect some of these old AFL players. And He's a guy I'd love to discuss. I mean, he was a great, great player, and it just stuns me that you didn't know who he was. <laughs> I know. They'll beat up on me in, in, in Waco, but uh... – that's okay. I had Ronnie Lee on, by the way, not that long ago when, when uh, Don Shula passed away. I had Ronnie Lee on, and what a mountain a of a man. Team, by the way. I'm a member of this team. Yes. Yes, that's what I was looking at. And then uh, that's that's fa- – and the Josh Gordon thing's interesting because, he, of course, he, he wasn't at Baylor long, but he certainly uh, – you know, and, and he wasn't in the NFL that long. But he certainly put up enormous numbers. But I, 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 I don't have a lot to question here. The only thing I questioned was – I might have gone with one of these other quarterbacks, um, uh, maybe Cotton Davidson over Robert Griffin III, because obviously RG three didn't pan out in the NFL. And um, right. what was the uh, what was the updated deal you put on here? I was trying to look for it. I took I changed kickers. I took Jeff Ireland, who was the general manager of the Dolphins, off and put a real kicker in. <laughs> I put the NFL's fifteenth all time leading scorer in, Matt Bryant. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, that's good. 
because you're right. But I, I, I thought it was cute to get Ireland in. Every once in a while, I'll throw in something like Ireland or John Madden or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ireland, I mean, he was, he kicked for Baylor, never kicked in the NFL, but he was a GM for six years. So that's why yeah. he was on the initial team. But when it comes right down to it, you know, Matt Bryant's kicker. Yeah. And in your defense, Matt Bryant wasn't at Baylor the whole time. He came in and was only there for like a year or two or whatever, but he was, he ended up being a really great NFL kicker. Well, listen, uh, Goose, always fun to catch up with you. And uh, this is the time of year I love doing it. But uh, uh, congratulations yep. on. Uh, I, 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 this is a, a fun list to go through, and uh, I've I've been having to apologize to the you know Cotton Davidson by the way at age ninety <laughs> still shows up at the Baylor Letter winners uh, the the, uh, right. the yeah the B Club you'll still see, see Mr. Davidson every once in a while former uh, I guess he was a was he a Dallas Texan and a Raider and then minus yeah he was the only player Lamar Hunt ever personally traded. He traded Davidson to the Raiders for the first round pick, and that pick became Hall of Famer Buck Buchanan. Oh my goodness! But I'm sure you knew that as a Baylor guy. I'm sure you. Knew that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, <laughs> I, I certainly had that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, it was it was fun. By the way, Cody Carlson. Don't forget Cody. Cody did some good things with the Houston Oilers, the the Bears. Brad Gable. So many great Bears to pick from. But Cody, uh, Cody but anyway. would have been the holder for placement kicks on this team. <laughs> oh, you I, I, did you? I don't think you had Dennis Gentry on there. I wanted Dennis as a return man. I wanted a special Dennis Gentry edition as a kick returner. He was no, I, my kick returner is Mike Nelms, who went to two Pro Bowls, and that's I generally okay. look at you know who went to the most Pro Bowls. Yeah. And the other guy who was with Gentry, I don't mention was Gerald Ice Cube McNeil. Yes. Yes, who That's was good tiny. Kick good kick returns, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and Gerald was about five seven, if that. And oh, might have he was five never, four. And and was never above like one fifty. Yeah, he was. Stop tiny. it! But Stop. I tell you what, he was dynamic with the Browns and and in the USFL. Yeah, exactly. And he's dynamic now. You know, he's with Mad Max or what, what's a guy called Mattress Mac? Like he. Gerald McNeil, you'll love this. He is the guy who does all the flyers. He's like in that business. He does all the flyers for Mattress Mac down there in Houston. And that's Gerald's company and produces all those flyers. So there's. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. You know, Matt, when I come on this show, it's always an educational experience. (laughs) For both of us, yes, yes. Uh, (laughs) All right, uh, Goose, great to visit with you, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, Matt. Okay, look forward to it. You bet. There he goes, Rick Gosselin. We once, uh, much to Rick's chagrin, we shared an office at the Dallas Morning News, and he had like seven filing cabinets. I think I was given like one tiny thing, you know, one tiny um, drawer in the filing cabinet, and obviously I didn't really have anything to put in there. But we, for a short time, had our own office that we can't, well, it wasn't our own office. We shared it. At the at the uh, at the Dallas Morning News back in the day. All right, that is uh, some good Goose Goslin talk. We continue on. Oh, it's time for the dismount. My gosh, we're almost almost to the uh, end of the show. We'll uh, say good night with a couple of uh, last minute breaking news items. That's next. 
Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show tonight from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris. Join us tonight and hear from softball coach Glenn Moore and men's basketball coach Scott Drew. That's tonight beginning at 6. That's tonight at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's in Waco and right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer Boys.com. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Baylor Baseball got the shutout last night of Rice on the road and win 9 to nothing. Big 12 basketball last night. Oklahoma State beat Iowa State 53-36. In the Big 12 tonight, TCU is at number 6, Kansas. MCC basketball gets into tournament play in the region tournament in Lubbock facing New Mexico Military Institute in the first game today. The girls basketball state tournament gets underway today in San Antonio with the 1, 3, and 5A semifinals getting underway. 
Dallas Stars improved to 30-20-3 on the season with a 4-3 victory over the Kings last night. Dallas Mavericks in action tonight, hosting Golden State. Tip is at 7:30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for the dismount, but a great day. Fun to visit with uh, Rick Goose Goslin and kind of uh, oh, get a go down trip down memory lane. All the uh, all the combines he's done over the years, and then his all-time Baylor team. <laughs> I'm glad he changed that. Matt Bryant did kick at Baylor. I was trying to think of that. Like, I thought, I mean, as much as I like Jeff Ireland, he's a friend, longtime friend, but he was not Baylor's best NFL kicker ever. In fact, he, I think he just put that as like a joke because I don't even think Jeff ever got to kick in the NFL. So he was an NFL GM and obviously is still with the uh, New Orleans Saints as a scout. So I, the uh, Matt Bryant change as Baylor's all-time best NFL kicker, I think is a good one. I would have really liked to see Dennis Gentry on there, and uh, we talked about Gerald Ice Cube McNeil. Uh, stories today that were happening. Aaron brought it up. This Kenny Pickett, his hands are smaller than any current NFL quarterback. I think Pickett's a good player. I don't think people, for the most part, will hold that against him, but it's just a reminder that they hold, you know, that they, they test everything. And I, if I'm Kenny Pickett, I just wouldn't even let him measure my hands or try to one thing he did recently was he was trying to actually stretch his hands out to get a um, to get a, a better hand measurement but you can only do so much with your hand size all right it's kind of like other body parts you know can't really can't really get too much help in certain areas Aaron and uh, so he, he, I think he measured out eight and a half. As Aaron said, some of the bigger quarterbacks' hands are, are 10 inches in width. Now, how do they measure these things? Well, I, I think it's kind of from the pinky to the thumb. And you stretch them out as much as you can, and then you see what you are, and you go. But as Aaron said, Russell Wilson has big hands. Aaron Rodgers has big hands. I uh, can't remember anybody else you remember, Aaron. Josh Allen. was on your Josh Allen who plays really well in uh, cold weather, has enormous hands. Uh, Also news that came out today, NFL players have agreed to halt COVID-19 protocols. I love how this has taken up, you know, two years of our lives. We've lost loved ones. I mean, we've gone through every protocol. We dragged Aaron Rodgers and... And uh, Cole Beasley threw the mud for their anti-vax, you know, stances. And then we just all come out at one point and just go, you know what? COVID seems to not even be around anymore. So we're not even going to test for it. All the protocols are out the window. By the way, I'm fine with that. I mean, I don't think, I'm not saying you can't get COVID anymore, but it is amazing how, and part of this is there's, there's a lot that's happened we now have more of a so-called herd immunity across the country. I would say most of us has, have had COVID. I bet if we truly checked the numbers, 75 to 80% of the country has had COVID in some form, whether it's Omicron, 
or whatever the previous iteration was. And those of us who've had COVID after being had the booster and all the the the, the you know, vaccinations, COVID was really nothing. It was like a tiny sore throat. All right. In fact, I didn't even bring it up when I had it because it was nothing. Aaron, this I think it's the first time Aaron's even realized that maybe I had it. At yeah, one I didn't point. know you did. <laughs> well, I I do it in a different studio, so I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to make some big announcement. Oh, Mosley has COVID. You know, people get on Twitter and say they have COVID. Well, I mean, you know, who really cares? Other than, other than, you know, you got to tell your your coworkers and all that. I think that's important. But uh, for my purposes, I didn't really need to tell anybody because uh, I'm not really around anybody. All right, it is uh, that is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Great to have Aaron back. Aaron uh, overcoming, having some surgery, but he's fine now. And he's going to move forward with us, and we will be back with you for Friday's show as we get ready to see if the Baylor women and the Baylor men can win Big 12 outright titles. We talk about it tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Listen to Tom Barfield and the game time scene tomorrow at 7 a.m. Good night, everybody. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody's ever check a Big 12 basketball on today's Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. Coming up, we...